Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Talk Recorded live. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to another beautiful day God has blessed. I don't have my Bible because I didn't plan on coming out of the Bible. Um, When I say about numbers, I'm just trying to give you guys a rundown of some numbers and their meanings. Uh, Like I said, there's a lot of uh, math to Scripture uh, that we kind of overlook. We see the spiritual side, we see the the human side of it, but we forget about the scientific side of God. You know, in other words, the the educational part and where God literally is trying to show us some things, whether it be biology, astronomy, or anything else that's in the Bible, and we kind of overlook those those topics, but yeah. they're there. So that's what I wanted to get into tonight. Just bear with me because, like I said, my head is pounding. My eyesight gets a little bad when I um, get these things. So, um, Okay, I appreciate that, dear. So before we get started, let's go ahead and pray in. Dear Heavenly Father God, we come to you and pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank you, dear God, for... Blessing this day, dear Lord God, and blessing us, dear Lord God, with good health and keeping us safe throughout the day, dear Lord God, on the, the roads with the conditions as well, Lord God. We thank you for returning each and every one of us home to our loved ones. We pray and thank you, dear Lord God, for your mighty word, your grace and your mercy, and your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, dear Lord God, for what he, dear Lord God, sacrificed for us and what you, dear Lord God, have sacrificed for us as well. We thank you in the name of Jesus, dear Lord God, right now for your mighty word. As we come humbly, dear Lord God, before your throne, dear Lord God, to ask, dear Lord God, for an increase in the spirit of your word, an increase, dear Lord God, in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word. We come to you, dear Lord God, on one accord, dear Lord God, with open hearts and minds, dear Lord God, and we may receive what you have for us this evening. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you. Amen. 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 All right, so do you guys know any um, meanings of any of the numbers uh, pertaining to uh, the Bible, like any number? That number That is correct. Uh, none? It's okay. That's what this Bible study is for. If you don't know it, hey, we're going to learn something tonight. All right. I, I, I know several of these guys' favorite numbers. <laughs> That is correct. Well, a lot of the numbers have meanings. Um, You'll see some even like in if you watch sports, you'll see some athletes wear certain numbers for a specific reason, right? And you wonder why, like, 
they'll go to a different team and they want that same number. It's for a cer certain reason. And so uh, I had wanted to get in some, some numbers that are kind of off from the norm, right? Uh, like 15. Anyone know what 15 is? I'm trying to get there. I can't remember. Read, like I said, I'm reading out of my books tonight because, like I said, um, I'm trying to give you guys some um, meaning. She's going to read what 15 means. 15 is the number for rest. Rest is the result of deliverance or salvation. Three times in a year, Israel rested on the 15th day of the month. Keep going. No, that's good. So you got in 15, and this is where God gets scientific with us. Because um, to make 15, there's only four numbers you can use. 15, 1, 3, and 5. When you talk about multiplication, and um, so when you talk about, let me let me give you the definition of one, okay? Okay. And um, yeah, I'll tell you what the definition of uh, of three and five are as well, as soon as I can find them in this book. Um, but it's very important to understand one is unity. Okay? So it's the number uh, that stands alone. You know, it's the oneness of God. And then when you take three and five, which we know what three is the Trinity, five is grace. Right? Mm -hmm. Three, Trinity, three. Multiples of three is resurrection, divine completeness, and perfection. Three is just like seven. Hello, Mindy. Hi. Hello. We're going over numbers. Uh, we're talking about 15 right now. Uh, so we're running Are down. Are you of numbers, chapter 15? No, no, no. Numbers. Number actually, 15. Actually, numbers. Actually, actual right. numbers. Actual numbers <laughs> in the Bible, like number 15. Okay. One, right. five. Yes, okay. yes, yes. So... Three is, is resurrection, completeness, uh, divine completeness, and perfection because it's divine completion because you have the Trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? And then, again, we know five is grace. You take the Trinity, you take the unity of the Trinity, and you come into the fullness of God, what do you have? Fifteen, which is what? Rest. You come to the Lord, what do you say? You will find rest. Mm -hmm. Right. Grace. Right? Mm -hmm. Grace <laughs> and mercy. Yeah. Numbers are very important. My favorite number uh, is the number 12. Um, only because of, uh, of, of what it actually represents when you talk about the 12 tribes and you talk about the twelve apostles, and there's a something that happened in one of the books right after Joshua. It's called the Book of Judges. Now, we know these judges.
Samson was one of them, so he wasn't that perfect, right? Samson had some issues, right? <laughs> Samson really had some issues. He, what he put his eyes on, if, if he wanted it, he went after it. That was just the way Samson was. His mother and dad, you know, they told him, don't mingle with those people over there. And what did he do? First thing he saw, he wanted that over there, you know. And they, yeah. end, up, they end up, they closed this lady in and burn her, burned her in the house. Mm, wow. Right? So she got burned a lot pretty much. The lady that he ended up, his mom and dad is like, okay, whatever. So they let her, let him marry her. And but again, she was not of, of them. And the, the whole story short, something happened. They entrapped the lady in the house and burned her to death. His wife, his wife got killed. Go ahead. <laughs> judges, the book of Judges. We can't recollect that story about really with Samson. Really with Samson? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you have to go back and read that. It's there. Uh, but no, I, 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 I bring that up because twelve represents uh, government, governmental perfection, meaning the law. It's a perfect governing body that God had given us, and we went over this already about how we we perfect and we complete the law through Christ. All we got to do is believe in Christ because he's already abolished the, the, the law. He, he has fulfilled it, so it, is already per it was perfect when God made it. We just tainted it by trying to do too much. As human beings, we went, I don't even want to say above and beyond, we went around and under in all kinds of ways trying to get the law to do what it does not say it should, we should be doing. And uh, we, in other words, we added on bylaws to the law. And we still do it to this day. When you file for your 501c3 for a church, they actually ask you for your bylaws. When I filled the paper out, and the lady had ended up calling me <laughs> about when I first filled it out, because I put the Bible, the Holy, the Holy Bible, that's what I put for our bylaws. Yeah. All of this, for me, it's, that's what it is. That those are my those are my bylaws. And the lady in the calling me is like, I need a further explanation. I said, Well, I don't believe in bylaws. Bylaws are made up by man. I believe in the scriptures of God, and that's what we go by. Those yeah. are our bylaws. And she's like, uh, Okay. <laughs> I had like a 30-minute conversation with this lady about that, and she was going on and on like, well, we need something right. So I literally had to write down and explain to her what I'm trying to say is that, you know, the laws of God is all the laws I follow. I don't follow anything that has been made up by man. Because she was asking me, well, you know, all the, you know, some churches like in your state, they may have bylaws to go by this. And I said, that's not the way we operate. Yeah. And so... In a governing body, like I said, dealing with the numbers, the number 12, it's each and every individual have their interpretation of what a law says. Like when you go to court, what does the law say? Depends. Who's the judge? How the judge is feeling at that? You know, 
whether they don't like rapists or murderers, and they may have a, a personal um, agenda that, you know, everybody's, you know, going to jail that day. Who knows? But my point is perfect govern, governing bodies is what God gave the children of Israel and the, and the 12 tribes. And um, I'm going to read this from Psalms 19, verses 1 through 2. You don't have to turn there. It says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showed his handiwork, day unto, day unto day uttering speech. And I'm speaking about perfect government, okay? And night unto night showeth knowledge. And I'm just saying that because perfect government is all about what God has ordained. So he ordained the 12 tribes of Israel to be his people. And he gave them a law that they should follow. Christ has come and given us that law. And through that law, we go back to 15, and that's where we find through Christ, we find rest. We find the rest because, one, we're in the unity of the body of Christ. Three, we know what the Trinity, the power of the Trinity does for us spiritually and in the flesh. Five, mercy and grace abundantly given to us day in and day out of our lives which gives us a peace of mind, which is that rest, where we don't have to worry about, and in 12, an unlawful or someone trying to bog us down by something that is not of God. And you will know that what is not of God and what is of God, because if it's vexing you, if it's vexing your spirit, you know it's not of God. You know if you're upset about something, like if you're tormenting like, Man, if I don't do this, you think about what other people are going to say or do, you know, how they're going to react. More than likely, it's not of God. And we don't need to... I was, can I just uh, add to that, Keith? Yeah, go ahead. I, uh, I was listening to, I forget what I was listening to, just something on the radio, and the song was explaining, like, how do you tell the difference between the conviction from God and just, like, the, de the devil giving you, like, negative thoughts when... The, the devil will give you just very generalized statements. Oh, you're not worth it. You're never going to be good enough. Whereas the Holy Spirit convicts you on a very specific thing. So that helps me. Yeah. Like when I heard that, I'm like, oh, that's helpful to know the difference between those. Right. Exactly. And so you have to be careful, like I said, of how things are delivered and how your your your, your spirit is feeling it. And that's very important, very, very important. So just keep that in the back of your head that if you worry about what the next person is thinking, more than likely it's something fleshly. But now if you're feeling convicted like, man, that's wrong, you know that's the spirit talking to you. We all know that feeling where we know we shouldn't be doing what we're about to do or what we're thinking what we want to do, and the spirit is trying to counsel us and we're trying to, you know, shush it away, you know. So just consider that. So does anyone have any other number that they would like to know about, specific number? 
or discuss anyone? What's 14 about? 14. 14 is... I just had 14. I turned the page. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yes, please, because my, my vision is not that great tonight. <laughs> okay, 14 is the number that represents deliverance and salvation. It is... <laughs> It is used. <laughs> it is used some twenty six times in the Bible. It was the fourteenth day of the first, first month, month of the year when Passover. the children of Israel were delivered from Egypt's bondage, and from the stroke of judgment which fell upon the firstborn of the Egyptians. And that's in Exodus. The number fourteen is found three times over connecting with Christ's coming into the world, and he came to save or deliver his people from their sins. And it says, so all the generations of Abraham to David are 14 generations, and from David unto the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations, and from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ's birth is 14 generations. Mm -hmm. So 14 has a lot of meaning. Yeah. Why did you ask for that number, Nadine? Because I heard mommy, I wanted to look smart, but it was probably what kind of part that it was for. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and believe it or not, uh, 14 holds a, a, another. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, salvation and what was it? Deliverance? Deliverance and salvation. There were 14 generations from, was it from Abraham to David? And then uh, another 14 generations from David to Jesus, if I'm correct. Yes, it was as David to Babylon and then from, yeah, from Babylon to Jesus. To Jesus. How much? How much? How much from Ruth to to um to David? No, Ruth to David was only David came very shortly after Ruth. David came. I want to say about maybe three or four generations later. Yeah, it wasn't that long. Oh, that's right. He was an old son. Yeah, he he came very shortly after. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Could it? Ah, uh, like three gener like three hundred years or so later. No, gener a generation is basically like well, the way God counted is like a a forty year period, basically roughly. Ah. Um, yeah, so you have to think about like right now you have your children, which is the next generation, and then you you have your mother there. That's one generation. So your mother... That was a short time. Yeah, so... Short time. Yeah. Because so if my grandmother said we would have been four generations in one place. Right. We would have lived longer. Right. 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Now it's time to get good food. <laughs> 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 but no more than that. Okay. Yeah.
I was trying to find it, but I can't find it. Let me see. What are you looking for? But I, I can't find it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I just came about the number six. That uh, book. <laughs> That's man. Yeah. I did. Last time we did a number study, I did six six six. Yeah. I'm curious what that book says. <laughs> yeah, I remember when you did that. You had brought out so much information that I was, think it was really. I think it was sin. Yeah, hold on. Um, yeah, I read like a like a whole thing on it too. Yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> and that's why the one is important when it comes to six. Right. Because the one is what makes it complete and and and, and pure and spiritual. Right. Because it makes it set the addition of. In the Bible, this number usually has an intensely evil significance, standing from the manifestation of sin. To the Jew, the number six had a sinister meaning. As seven was the sacred number, six fell short of it and failed. Six was the charge that met defeat with success just in its grasp. Mm -hmm. It had within the stroke of doom. It had the ability to be great, but failed to measure up. It was for the Jew what 13 is for many today, an evil number. It is possible that the dread of this number was revealed one night at the table when 13 men broke bread and one went out to betray the master. From that room went one. Okay, you make stop there. Okay. But that's what it me. me. I mean, if you take the scripture, um, we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God because that's exactly what it means. We are short of that number seven. We're six. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The one go and six and become seven and six. Because come Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So first, first we have we have five. Five is grace. Correct. But sin, six come on, and that we have sin. Mm -hmm. And right. then, oh my goodness. Seven comes on. We got it. God is so good. Because <laughs> all these stuff just counted, and just, oh my goodness, wow. Yeah. Take, take, the, take the pulpit, Pastor. <laughs> I, uh, I found the thing I did on it before. Can I read you some stuff on the number six? Yeah, go ahead, please. It's pretty interesting. Um, let's see. Uh, Nebuchadn oh, Solomon received 666 pounds of gold each year, and his wisdom and riches was ultimately his downfall. Nebuchadnezzar's golden image was 60 cubits high and 6 cubits wide. Um, there were six musical instruments used to prompt the crowd to bow and worship it. Um, I think that was it. Okay. And I have here also that the, the, the three sixes, they're just meant to, um, like in the, the Hebrew language, they say things three times to yeah. emphasize them. Mm -hmm. um, like holy, holy, holy. Yep. Well, the 666 is just to compound like the, the folly of man. Like the first six represents um, religion, but it's rules and regulation with no true heart of Jesus. Um, it also represents false gospels that come close to the truth but just yep. stop just shy of it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so it creates a wall between God and man, preventing a direct personal relationship. The second six represents our world government system, the corruption, the greed, and the politics behind it all. And then the last six represents man's self-centered economic system. It's our pursuit of our own wealth and self-interest, where career and money become our idols. No. You better preach that, Mindy. <laughs> Thank you, Mom. That, that was a good setting. Yeah, you were doing that one. You need to keep that when you. I, I see you preaching that one one day. Well, yeah, I had to relive this. <laughs> I had to relive this one because I don't. I, I know we we kind of. I don't think everyone got a chance to get to do what they wanted to do the last time. So I want to relive this one. That's why I had put it in the schedule again. I think you were sick that day. Um, I'm not feeling well tonight, so. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that so deliverance has come. Uh, what about that? Uh, 14. <laughs> 14, that's right. Uh-huh. Yes, my team. 14 over your life. Uh, listen to you, Pastor, talking about numbers. The other day, um, my wife, she was listening to, um, when they're, um, the scripture, when they're reading, when they're doing the tabernacle. Oh, uh, oh my goodness, all these numbers. And I'm like, oh my goodness, those days they used to use tape measure 25 feet. And all oh, they need to do the drapes and the linen and all those stuff. Oh my goodness. I'm like, God, don't pay. Yeah, but think about that. If you, if you do like six inches, you're representing sin. And you don't want the tabernacle to represent sin. So that's the reason why he had specific Jeez. numbers. I said all of And the gold, and the gold ring where you got to put on the tabernacle. And the way of the, the offering. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> she was listening to the scripture, and I was listening to her, and I'm like, oh, I never know they used to have tape measure at those times.
Because you know how some houses they settle and they start to crack or the foundation is off or the whole house has just come down. And and it's because of just that much, a fourth of an inch. So, I mean, that's the reason why, though, too, God says, you know, that it's so important. If things are not perfect, they are not, it is not the truth. It's false. It's diluted. It's a a copy off. It's not the original. It's not authentic. It's not. And a house divided against itself will fall. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so funny, though, because the way, like, um, when he was building the tabernacles and he called, I was saying to Conrad that these were men that were doing embroideries and, and melting gold. And I'm like, I didn't hear anything about college back then. And these guys were down to the table with, with just, you know, building. And so I said, you see how you were born with gifts. And I, I'm not against school. You can go and further yourself. But we have become such a world of just school, school, school. And that's the next world. Complete this school. That, that's, 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 that's right. In that scripture, though, if you read a... Um, Prior to that, it said that God, and I forgot the God's name is going to come to me later. It said that um, God told Moses to go to get a specific person to do this. He said because God had blessed him with the skill set, with all these skills right. to, in, the, in, the, in, the, in his hands to be able to work, uh, workman's yeah. work of these of these crafts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was gift, but it was a gift from God. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and, and somewhat, I believe, and this is my opinion, that we have come away from the the born gift of God. You know, it's, it's almost like everything, and I guess it's a part of money making, mm-hmm. that, you know, it, it's not you're gifted anymore, Is how can I, you know, educate you with another gift, and that's good. But <laughs> I'm saying, like, to my kids and stuff, that you are born with, and that identity, you're born gifted with, like yeah. second nature to breathe it, mm-hmm. that you are skilled at, and you can go perfect that if you want, but it's in you like, oh, you get up and know how to breathe. Mm-hmm. If you are, if you just be and, and, and follow the pattern or, you know, that kind of stuff that my grandfather and I were talking today, you, you will find out that the thing that you're created to do was created in you. You know what I mean? And, and, and just, you know, so we were talking like, Ain't no other, you know, university back then making no bunch of students know that I was people background. People were just pouring That's my little mention. But it was so cool to see that. And I was like, wow, I wish we would start to tell our kids, like, listen, there is a gift. Like, I don't care what you go and expand and learn about. Because, you know, true, true, true knowledge is found in knowing God. And God, you know you know, and all that stuff, but it's saying that you are created, so you're never like a, a dumb slave. Like, you know, people believe if I don't go to school, I'm dumb, or you're never a dumb slave because your creator already creates you with that gift. You can build upon it, but you are not, because so many young people now just believe that they're dumb or, or nothing good is in them, or they're not the gifted one, and I'm like, no, you if you never go to college, you're still good at something, you know. Go if you can. If you go to disciples, then you have those great men or unlearned men. If 
Right. Yes, they're unlearned. They're, they're illiterate. For the universe, yeah, those things they were just said through the Holy Spirit, and learned men, the Bible describe them as. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Funnily, you guys talking about this because just just last night I was having a um, dream where I was in school and we having tests and I never studied. I don't know nothing <laughs> to to write on the test, and I was like praying. And when I wake up, I'm like, wow, so glad that, you know, where I'm at right now, like, I'm so good where um, in God, you don't have to, if you don't, well, that's a different test. In God, we have tests with different child. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, if you don't pass your marks or so forth, then that don't it's stop you from, that don't stop you from, serving God, that doesn't stop you from going to heaven, and, you know, once you, you know, you you go for that don't, once, and the thing is, too, though, you have the Holy Spirit that helps you, even if you don't screw much up here, the Holy Spirit will help teach you to overcome and to pass stuff that you think you will never pass, you know, right. so that, that was cool, mm-hmm. you know. And that don't stop you from doing that work, you know. Amen. I'm so glad. I think that's the the biggest thing that Satan is using to distract people. He's taking their identity from them, mm-hmm. making them not believe who they are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's been really effective. Like he's trying to render people ineffective. And if you don't know your identity, you're not effective. You're not living out your purpose, God, the purpose that God has for you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think it's really important, like you said, Nadine, to instill that in your kid, in the kids to say, no, there's something that you are uniquely good at. There's something that's uniquely you. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we, wait on, we wait on the world to tell us what we're worth, uh, mm-hmm. what, what social class we should be in, and all this other stuff. We, we try to let everything around us dictate us. Mm-hmm. And we should be dictating us. We should say, I am smarter than, you know, as that, that one um, game show was on once before a few years ago, I am smarter than a fifth grader, right? <laughs> right? So, you just got to, I mean, it, it, you know, it, like I told you, one of my favorite movies of all time, and I still love this, is a comedy from the 70s, Smokey and the Bandit, right? Well, so it's the scene. It's the scene in there where Burt Reynolds is with um, Sally Field, and they they're in you know just chilling out you know in the, in the forest, and she asks him all these questions like, "Do you know who this person is? Do you know who that person is?" He goes, "No, I don't." Now I remind you, she's from New York, he's from Georgia, and he turns to her and she, he asks her. Do she know who a few country singers was? And she said, no, I never heard of them. He said, see, it depends on what region you come from as to how smart you really are. <laughs> so just because I don't know what you know does not mean that I'm dumb. <laughs> right? So that's what he was trying to get across there. It's like that doesn't mean anything. So yeah. whatever test you put in front of me, it doesn't mean that does not define me. 
Yeah, I can fail. I can vomit. Not get not one right, but that does not define me. And then so too, like you were saying, the the value in in one's gift. When you have a gift from God, an innate ability to do something that nobody else is capable of doing, that is more rich, that is more wealthy, that is treasure, rather than mm-hmm. something that is learned. Mm-hmm. That's the reason yeah. why I even say on my job, I'm in IT, and everybody always says, oh, you must be really smart. You must be really, really smart. <laughs> and I always break it down to them and let them know, like, no, actually, IT is is a learned ability. No one just springs out of their mother's womb and knows how to program a computer or do these things or whatever. You just have to take class and learn it, just like anybody else can do. That means that anybody can do it, anybody that applies a little bit of energy, they can do it, right? But can anyone sit at a piano and just start playing, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, because there's children that can do that. Yeah. Yes, there are children who literally can just sit down and just start playing. I mean, can anybody dance? No. That's not possible. You know, can anyone have compassion? Yeah. No. Can no I mean, there are some people who just really know how to nurture, love, uh, some people who have a joy that is in them that nobody can like, wow, you're just too happy. You see what I mean? And like we just yeah. talked about, you know, those innate abilities to just be this this person that no one else can be. And that is the value. And just like 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 Melinda was saying, what is your identity? These things are literally words that have been spoken into us before we were born. Mm-hmm. God took us and spoke that into us and then put us here. This is who you are. Because even your name has meaning. Just like we say numbers have meaning. Your name has meaning and it identifies who you are. You know? And and what it is is the abilities. So if I am really asking you who you are, okay, the things I know about Nadine. Nadine is a dancer. Nadine is a cook. Nadine is a, is a mother. She is a chef. You know me all these different things that you are, but it has nothing to do with. Oh, okay, I have a bachelor's degree. I have a, a you know a, you know a bachelor's degree in philosophy. It really doesn't, because I you know, I can tell you that that's why I'm so bitter. I'm so bitter. I've spent so much money on it, and I'm not doing that right now. Now don't get me wrong. You know, educating yourself in the way that you do in your interests. Amen. There, there are people who actually that is a gift of theirs. It is philosophy. Oh, it doesn't matter the name that you have been given. And if you don't operate in that name and walk in that name, it doesn't. It still doesn't make sense because, for example, I am faith. So, you know, if I have faith and I don't have any faith, what does it? Child of God. 
throbbing. He was <laughs> just rocking his head throbbing. Master, are you left brain? Are you left or right brain? I have no idea. I don't you have got to be left. You're too analytic. <laughs> Way too analytical. I remember. <laughs> I remember one time, I don't know, was that me or was that somebody else who had said you think too much? I don't know. I can't remember somebody had prophesied that on the road, you think too much. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, one thing that you did say that was that was pretty deep but um, is the universe. Um, for people to even become um, astronauts, they have to be mathematicians, you know, because when you actually think about the universe and uh, everything about it, all of it has to do with math. You cannot navigate outer space without math. If you do, you will be lost. And you'll be dead. And, yeah, you'll be dead. <laughs> but, but, um, likely. So the deep part about that is that when you look at the parallel by that to the spirit, is is that you know without knowing you're lost. My 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 professor used to say that life is math because everything is calculated. Like everything acts of everything is calculated. Everything has a rhythm. Everything has a number. Everything is on its so time and numbers. I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the specific the specific time of your birth means something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at how God. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Melinda. No, I, I was just gonna say, like, like the zodiac signs. Like, I don't, you know, I don't think you need to like pay attention to horoscopes. But I think there is something to everything sort of being aligned at a certain time and time of year and like down to the minute of your breath. I think God is that precise. Mm-hmm. So there could be something to that, like the alignment of the stars or whatever with your birth and how to tie to your purpose. So. Remember Jesus, the white man and the stars and the timing of the birth? That happened with Jesus, so it's common that it's with us too. And I have too much of a Virgo to deny that there's not something to it now. <laughs> well, I, I don't know how, how true it is, though, too, with even the wise men. They, they said that the stars were aligned, you know, for Christ's birth, but they called one star the, the shining father. I can't remember the name of the, the, the star. And then there's another star that aligned with it, which was Venus, which is supposed to be, they, they called it the mother. So it aligned perfectly with the sun. Oh, I have something here that says that I'm his central key to understand the design of God's word is through the meaning of biblical numbers. Mm-hmm. The connections and the pattern of, of numerals, when we search them out and understand them, we feel the handiwork of God. Although the arrangement of some is obvious, others are not required a reading from something in depth, biblical studies. The patterns found do not exist by random chance, but by design. Each has, each one has a particular symbolism attached to it mm-hmm. by our creator. 
Yeah, he's not random. So people understand in New Birth, New Birth, when you read certain scripture in school, that you understand. Not the birth, they understand yeah. the, the number of, of how it is numbered. Yeah. Yeah. I, had, I had came across something that I had wanted to, to, to share with you guys. It is very strange, and I still have to test this out because I'm yeah. not, I, I just want to see for myself. But then again, it's a tedious task. But nevertheless, this is what I found out. Did you know that corn never has an odd number in it? Uh, 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 corn on the cob, it has even number of rows and even number of corn in each row. Never an odd number. Really? Wow. Even the ones that you see where like it's like rotten and stuff. Yeah, like, um, yeah. yeah, but even if it's rotten, that is still considered a corn. Oh, well, that's true, too. It, it was a kernel there yes. at some point. Wow. Wow. I got I to test it out, but so let's see, how, let's see if I can find one. That's a credible source? What's that? Did you get that info from a credible source? Yes, I did. Um, yes, I did. From, from Bollinger. Yeah. Bollinger, is, he, he wrote a lot of, uh, of books. That I I, I, um, I I reference a lot. Um, Bollinger was born in the 1800s and he died in like 1913 or something like that. Uh, but he has wrote a lot. He wrote the Companion Bible. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Companion Bible. Uh, many many. I've heard of it. I I don't have one. Man, if you I ever got your, I got one. But if you ever got your hand on one of those, I tell you what, that is Bible school completely right there. That thing has so much information in it. It is ridiculous. It has... More than a systematic uh, theology book? What's that? I said more than a systematic theology book? For me, it does. For me, it does. Okay. Because it has over 100, and I think 198, 199 appendices in it, and wow. full of information. Wow. I'm telling you. Overload. Yeah, it is overload. But he wrote some other stuff, and uh, but yeah, for me, he is a, a credible source because a lot of um, a lot of scholars tend to uh, reference to his works. Okay. But you always check. Yeah, that's why I say I have, to, I have to check. I, now I'm gonna have to go buy some corn and like. Yeah, okay, that one checked out, but now now I gotta check. The, so every time I get a, a corn on the car, now I'm gonna be wanting to count it. I'll be eating them, so I might mess up some of your studies. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just thought it was a fun. I, just, I thought it was a fun fact to share, so that's what I, I just wanted to share. <laughs>
be a, a broad corner than a long corner. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and you speaking about corners because we do like there's like an importance about corners. Yeah, right? but corners versus organic versus what's made it a lot versus. Well, that's true too. Work, that's true too because if it ain't organic, it might be one off. <laughs> like a number six, it might be like it might be like. Be sure they're real. It's got an odd number. Eighty-seven kernels or something like that. Somebody said this in a I remember one time um, in our old house, and we we know that you know even like because maybe we'll talk about that another time. Is that everything has importance? Like we're talking about with numbers, right? So even food has an importance. Um, animals, things like that, all of those things, God has meaning in everything, right? So uh, at our old house, um, our neighbor had a full garden in the back of her of her yard, even with, with, with corn stalks. So one time, I guess, you know, just by nature, I guess, you know, maybe one of the seeds might have landed in our backyard, but a corn stalk started to grow in our backyard, so I was like, oh, that's a blessing. Look at our blessing. You know, and it was like literally growing this little, this little like piece of corn and stuff outside of it. And those two pieces, right? It was like two pieces of corn. So I'm standing there and I'm pointing, you know, with the kids and stuff. And I'm pointing out to the backyard because it was kind of cool out there, right? And I'm like, look at our corn. Look, it's such a blessing. And all of a sudden, this little squirrel, squirrel just runs up and <laughs> certain things and see 
the numbers working all of a sudden. And um, but challenge yourself. One, just challenge yourself one day and, and try to read it. Just challenge yourself. Don't skip over it. Read it. You might find some good baby names. This list of the tribes, and it tells you how many. Out of this tribe, this many, this many, <laughs> this many. It tells you, like, the servants they got, the maids they got, <laughs> the servants they got, and everything. It just goes down, like, boom, boom, boom. No, oh, I thought it was like no. Han begat no. Abedad begat blood blah blah. I couldn't be got. That's in Chronicles. Mm-hmm. To analyze the breakdown and solve problem of math is just 
ridiculous. So I really want to get into my numbers, as you said. And I just challenge myself, like, I start a um, conversation with Holy Spirit. Like, yes. why did God put five here right. and four over there? And, you know, mm-hmm. I start having those conversations so I could dig more depth into um, revelation and truth. Mm-hmm. I like this. But the interesting part in the revelation, the revelations that you get is um, parallel to the spirit. So I think that you'll see it in a different way because math itself might be just stressful to think of just math. But when you yeah. think about the math that God has, it picks up a different interest because then it shows you um, a deeper meaning to things. Right. You know, it's not just what equals what, you know, but literally why did you do this? Mm-hmm. Why oh, would you actually do it in this way? Mm-hmm. Why did you use those numbers? So that, I mean, it's, it's pretty deep. It is. Yeah, it, it just know that you, you only know what you can understand. That goes for <laughs> any of us. Mm-hmm. No, seriously, because what, what, what does the, what does the human human nature do? If we don't understand something, we call it impossible or we call it some kind of, oh, that's just theory. We don't want to necessarily give it validation mm. because we don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, it can't be real. But wait a minute. Just because you don't understand it doesn't make it real. Look how many galaxies are out there in this universe. Mm-hmm. We're the only planet with life. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, as far as I know my God, I know he's not a wasteful God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he ain't going to just say, put them on this planet and just make everything else lights. Just put all lights around them so they can see. Yeah. A whole bunch of planets and sun. Just, just, just light it up for them at night. Really? Come on now, we talking about yeah. a, we talking about a, 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 an eternal God whose mind is, is like like we don't we don't yeah. even know one percent, not even point zero 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 one of what God knows. Yet we want to sit here and 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 say that God is not capable of putting other life somewhere in this universe. We're not. I mean, our moon. I said I don't know. I, I know most of you guys may or may not know science, but me and Orion get into a lot of stuff, so we sit there and we, we, we learn stuff because he wants to be an astronaut, so I get into stuff, all right? <laughs> so, so the moon is like, it's a stabilizer for the Earth. Without the moon, the Earth actually will not stay north and south. It will turn all about. The moon keeps the Earth upright on its north, north and south axis. So it's a stabilizer, and it's just far enough to keep it. And as it's moving around the earth, actually, the, believe it or not, our oceans, the waters follow that gravitational pull of that moon that's going around the earth. That's why the oceans move the way they do. Oh, wow. God is astounding. Like he's just, <coughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, just saying. 
And and you know that and even when you think about that and you think about Genesis when he says he separated the land from from the waters, so you know that he that he that he uh turned the moon in a certain way or put it in a certain orbit so that the separation would actually happen. I mean, just think about the finger of God that that can do something like that, that can just change, you know, the way our universe operates. You know, it's it's deep. God is deep. We, what a mighty God we serve. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, I'm a math guy. I like math. So um, uh, that's one of my one of my favorite subjects when yes, I was in school. I can tell, Doctor. I can. You can I, I so can tell. I, I was saying it, but I didn't know what I was like. He has got to be. It's so true. It is true. Wow. I like science too, so I like science too. But, but they come together at one point. Don't yeah. don't yeah. science try to mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Just don't like English. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I just like the English classes. I'm like, man, just give me through this one. <laughs> I just like just get me through it. <laughs> when it comes to English, <laughs> you don't like English either, Summer? No, I love it. I love writing. Oh, I love yeah. English. Every everything pretty much. He, I guess for you, we're opposites in that way. Because everything creative, I think I I lean towards my. But um, I do have a problem solving mind. Yeah. I like to solve problems. So. Um, Please pray for Samaya as well. Samaya? Mm-hmm. And continue to pray for that gentleman, Chris. 
as well and spoken. He doesn't want it to be mentioned. So I respect that, but please okay. pray for it. Yes. Okay. And I'm going to uh, actually add um, Michelle um, to the prayer list. Um, she also um, has a lump in her breast that she's supposed to get looked at tomorrow, and uh, and, I, and I'm going to pray her strength in the Lord that they find it to be benign. Okay. Anyone else? So Hannah, Chris, Samaya. Thank you, Lord God. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for this evening, Lord God. We thank you for our lives. We thank you, Lord God, for your work. We thank you, Lord God, for revelation from on high, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that from this teaching, Lord God, that we can come away, Lord God, full with new understanding and new revelation in you, Lord Father, and what you have and what you have done, Lord Father. Lord God, how we can see our future, Lord God, and even our present, and what you're doing in our lives, Lord Father, and how you're shaping us and molding us, Lord Father, and the things that you have spoken into us, Lord Father. We pray, Lord God, for an increase of the gifts that are in us, Lord Father. Cause them to flow out in the name of Jesus freely, Lord Father. Let us not get in our own ways, Lord God, with doubt or disbelief. But I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that we be perfect and entire, lacking nothing, Lord Father, in our gifts in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that as we continue on with this study, show us more, Lord Father, of you, Lord God. Show us more and deeper, Lord God, in the name of Jesus in regards to the numbers, Lord Father. We pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus for Melinda's friend, Lord Father, Hannah, Lord God. We pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus that you would bless her, Lord Father. We pray, Lord God, and we thank you, Lord God, for bringing her through, Lord God, this um, trying time in her body. But, Lord God, we pray a special prayer. Lord God, meet Hannah where she is right now, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, speak a word of healing into her ear, Lord God. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, speak life into her bones. Speak life into her blood. Speak life into her muscular and her skeletal systems, Lord Father. Speak life, Lord God, into the water levels, Lord God, within her body that equalizes her, Lord Father. Speak life, Lord God, and give her grace. Extend her days, I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, and we declare it upon her body that she shall recover, Lord God. We pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus for Chris. We pray, Lord God, for the unspoken prayer, Lord God, that he has, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, and we reach out into the atmosphere, Lord God, from where he is. Lord God, we, we surround him with deliverance, Lord God. We surround him, Lord God, with a word of coming through, Lord God, his individual situation, Lord Father. We pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, and stand with our brother and say that it is done. We pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you will continue to bless Samaya, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that these different things that are going on in her body, Lord Father, we pray, Lord God, and we play a reduction of stress in her body. 
We pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, an elimination, Lord God, of any negative, Lord God, energy, Lord God, that would try to form lumps in her, Lord Father. Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, for we speak peace over her, peace over her mind, peace over her heart, Lord God, that she would receive healing. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, move out anything that is not like or of you, Lord God. For, Lord God, sickness and disease is not of you. But, Lord Father, let us come into the full alignment of the body of Christ, Lord God. And stand with our sister, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus and call her healed. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we also lift up Michelle and Lord God, on tomorrow, Lord God, when she receives, Lord God, her biopsy, Lord God, let there be nothing lacking in her. But I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that there be, Lord God, healing going on. Even right now, Lord God, we receive it in her body. Let her believe it, Lord God. Let her faith system receive it, Lord God. The Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, the words that are spoken over her life, would, Lord God, take action. In Jesus' name do we pray all of these things. Amen. 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 All right. Well, I got to tell you guys, 12 also represents the 12 pillars of heaven and the 12 gates of heaven. Oh. So it's not just oh. one gate in heaven. So, just so you know number 12 is my number, right? Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean I have a perfect government? <laughs> All by yourself. All by yourself. Someone help me husband that. So now you need to lay down the law. <laughs> All right, everyone. Good night. All right, good night. All right, good night. Love you. Saturday. What's that? Rich not seeing you on Saturday. Oh, wait for the, uh, didn't you do the, uh, yeah, yeah. I was so disappointed to miss it. <laughs> we were in Washington, D.C. for Ben's birthday, so. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah, the big 4-0 for him, so. Is that a good time? Uh, That's a significant number. Oh, uh, it is. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.